Okay. What do we normally say at the beginning? So just some like, welcome to RCHN version three. This is episode 36. Spring Fling recap. Yeah. 37. Recap I'm your host, Scott. Yeah, 30, is, are we yeah, 36 okay. or 37 right now? This 37. says 37. It's 37. I named it wrong. Sorry. Just say yeah. some like cool ass shit. And I got it. I just needed go. like a quick jogger. I'm 100% ready to go. All right, let's go. I want to hear this shit. All right. Now I'm nervous. Now I'm not ready. Everybody, welcome to RCHN V3. I am your temporary host, Scott. With me is Devin. Hello. Rob. Hola, señor. And myself. This is episode 37, Spring Fling Recap. Let's get it on. Yeah, Like buddy. Donkey Kong. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, Spring Fling. I didn't spring get to go. So I'll go first. And yeah, I'll tell we, you guys we what you. I've been up to. We yes. wish you were there. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I've checked out. I've been trying to vicariously experience it via Facebook and YouTube and the things, you know what I'm saying? And it looked like it was a lot of fun. The weather looks good and stuff like that. So I can't wait to hear more about it from you guys. But over here, it was kind of uh, a lot of the same, but a lot of improvement. You know, I've been uh, just practicing a lot more of my sim, trying to get outside and fly every day if I can. The last couple of days were like super windy, like 30 mile an hour wind. So I couldn't go out and fly and do any of that. So I've been doing a lot of simming and I got to tell you what I can, I'm getting to where I've got a lot, I, maybe not like super precise yet, but I've got a lot more control. Like I can do like continuous pyros and steer the heli around and do like circles and, you know, transition and fly back and forth while I'm pyroing. And Devin, I've been practicing my right rudder. So you better uh, start practicing because I'm almost pretty, you know, and again, I'm kind of intermediate, right? And I fly kind of rogue sport or like basically hard sport is what I call it, right? But I can still do left and right rudder and transition back and forth. So I'm getting there, dude. My goal is by summertime when I start going around and flying with people that I'll be able to put on like an impressive pack, you know what I'm saying? Like a good demo flight kind of style pack, so. I'm, well, coming. Like there's... I'm coming for your coattails with my right oh, rudder. I see, I see. There's like two different kind of impressive flights though. Like usually one is just like you fly so low, you're pretty sure you cut the ground with the blades like three <laughs> times. And the other one is you fly really hard and just like at the end of it, you're like, I'm going to try to do this move that is pretty difficult as low as I can and absolutely destroy the helicopter. Yeah. So like... Well, and I had mentioned on a previous show that my flying is kind of like watching Napoleon Dynamite dance, where it's just really random, kind of cool and dumb looking at the same time. You can't really decide how to feel about it. But like, I was thinking to myself, it's just simming the other night. And this is 
Because like when I sim, I sim like guys play Call of Duty, right? I'll just sit there for hours and just pack after pack after pack and just let the timer just run and run. And I'll look down and it'll be like 36 minutes and I'll be like, oh, I'll reset that and pretend I'll do a four minute flight and just whatever, right? So, but I find myself flying around and like there's no real rhyme or reason like what I'm doing necessarily, but it's a lot of like really like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a like ballet, like helicopter ballet. If like I can't wait till I can put it on video. Like if I can get the balls to do the stuff I do in the sim in real life with my helis, because I know my thumbs can do it, and I know I'm like getting more comfortable with all the how my helis are tuned up. And now that's getting nicer, I'll have more like analog stick time, right? But uh, I I don't know, man. I I was like I feel like it's I don't know why, but to me it feels like weird to like put up a video of my simulator flight but i kind of want to show it to some people and ask them what they think you know i don't know i don't know i feel good i don't know i had a good week of improving on my skills you know my uh my control skills like i said i'm not like super precise but i can i can put the heli wherever i want it while i'm pirouing i can flip it upside down and pirouette and put it wherever i want it you know i can go in between each one and I'm getting better at the transitions and stuff like that. So I don't know. I just spent a lot of time just trying to improve on that. I'm treating this more like, um, I don't know. It's something I got this bug. Maybe it's listening to you guys talk about thinking about competing. I don't, I don't think I'm necessarily going to try to do that kind of thing. Getting old, you know, I'm fucking 46. This only turned 46 this year. Um, so I just don't have the reaction time. I haven't been practicing for years and years and years. I'm not at that level. But I want to go out there and have some really badass flying fun, you know, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm super stoked about it. Like, I have this fire up, up in my nethers for the helicopters and uh, for, for graduating past hard sport into, like, just full-blown 3D and just make that fucker dance. So, yeah. So, probably, like, I'd probably say 20, 25 packs over the week, you know, between the, all my big birds, you know. And then uh, hours of sim time, you know, over this week or whatever. And that's what I've been doing. And then obviously antis- anticipating hearing more uh, from the horse's mouths, as it were, uh, about how spring fling went. So, uh, yeah, I'll shoot it to one of you guys and fill me in on some of the details. All right. Does the host, does today's host want to go first or do I go first? Mm, I'll, I'll let you go first. There'll be All a right, gentleman. A wow. What a gentle woman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> but to go back to to Rob's statement, I think that we should all as RCHN just join the competition scene mm, all yeah. as one. Yeah. I think that would be dope. I I don't know. What do you think, Scott? All of us just jump into the competition scene. RCHN. I think it's super cool. If RCHN they have a competition, if yeah. they have well, like a free form freestyle no name trick stick bang contest, I'm in. I mean, there are like competitions that are freestyle only where you don't have to do music like, and uh, knowns, but none yeah. of them that we're actually allowed to go to and compete. Oh, what? Oh, dang. Yeah. Why? They're, they're not international. They're country oh, only across the pond or what yeah there's i don't know of anything like that over here most of the stuff i know over here is knowns music and freestyle yeah word word right well still it sounds like it would be fun anyway 
Yeah, I think it would be dope if we just all showed up and was like, all right, let's get this bread. You know? Do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but my week. I had um it was a it was a long week uh, last week before leaving for spring fling, you know, just preparing school, getting ready for uh finals. Yep. Finals next week. So Gross. that's not fun. Oh, exactly. I, that's what I say. At least it's almost over though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Um, but so I was in school. I left Thursday night for Virginia. So I have a class on Thursday night from 6.30 to 8.30. And my ride got here at like 9.30, 10 o'clock. And we drove the four and a half hours, five, roughly, to Virginia. Got there at almost four o'clock in the morning. Damn. Nighttime. So, yeah. No, no one was awake. It was like a ghost town. They were all mm -hmm. asleep. So did you have like an RV or something? Did you have to like ninja stealth set up your equipment, your gear? No, my, so my pops took my uh, truck and trailer down there. I think. Oh, nice. So you just had to roll up and... Yeah, he good. took it Wednesday morning. He was down there, I think. I don't even remember. Um, but sometime earlier, uh, I think it was Wednesday morning, he left to... He took Simone to Virginia so she could do... Her flight, her flight school that she did in Virginia, which I heard was really good. As some of the people yeah. that did it were super excited. So, but I got there Thursday, slept, got up Friday, and Friday was like a washout. So uh -huh. for anyone that was there, it just rained basically all day Friday. Ew. Yeah, I saw some posts and I was like, man, I hope it's not like that all weekend. Ugh. Like, it was so bad. I think Friday... We went out to do something earlier. I can't even remember. And then that night, it, me, Simone, my dad, um, Ben Stork, and F Frank and Casey Campbell just went out bowling. We, we went out and went bowling. <laughs> <laughs> that was hey, fun as hell. Cool. Yeah. 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 Ben kicked our asses. Um, <laughs> it was, no, it was a great time. Um, during the rain, just trying to... Uh, keep ourselves occupied while we can't fly really and and just hanging out with friends had a great time and then yeah, saturday cool. it was a little overcast early and then at like 11 o'clock it was like all hell broke loose the clouds went away and the temperature went from like 50 to 80 it felt like like in a matter of an hour sweet yeah it like i actually was like holy shit i took off my jacket and switched into shorts and just a t-shirt i was sweating my ass off so Saturday was a great day. I was a little bit disappointed by Saturday night, though. I don't know about you, Scott, though, but Saturday night, a little disappointed. We can get into that later, but ultimately a great event, which we'll get into for the main topic. But that was yeah. my, most of my week, just school and getting ready for Virginia. Yeah, prepping for, for the fun fly. Word up. Exactly. Word How about up. you, Scott? Well, I'm just going to talk about the stuff before I got there, and then we'll talk about that later. So I'm going to go ahead and say a no-fly, because I didn't have helicopters until, like, the week before. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but the new helis that I got, I already sold one of them, because I talked about it on the podcast, the Freedom Edition Goblin. It yeah. wasn't, like, 
30 minutes after the show aired that someone hit me up they're like i'll take it yeah <laughs> like, okay. yep. so she gone but well that's um cool. yeah i don't know if i mentioned last time but i was working um what do you call it i was working shutdown at my job so basically every yeah. like two years they shut down so you practically uh, basically there the whole time or whatever yeah you killed a cat oh i did sorry <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's like every other year or whatever. So, because I worked through the weekend, they gave me days off, and it lined up with Spring Fling. Badass. So, I had the plan to bring the hammock, sleep in the hammock when I got there, use the showers. It was going to be a super cheap, awesome trip, no problem. Uh, and then we'll elaborate on what happened at the event, because none of that happened. Best <laughs> laid <laughs> plans, huh? <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out as planned whatsoever. So, but honestly, like. We recorded what on Thursday? No, we released on Wednesday, but recorded the previous Thursday. So not a whole lot happened between then and that time, but other than the shutdown. So I went through the shutdown. It was hell, but nothing really happened after that. Nice. Everything yeah. turned back on like it was supposed to at work. Oh my God, no. And that's funny you mentioned that because there was some miscommunication between my wife and I. Um, she assumed that when you shut down a plan and you start it back up again, when you hit the on switch, uh, everything is fine and you're done with work. Yeah. And I had to explain that it is quite the opposite. And we started up the plan at like 7 PM on Monday and there was people there till 4 AM. The following day was an absolute shit show trying to get things ready and running and correct right. issues with a bunch of gates and things. Cause we all have all these like automated, like think of it like a jimungus professional train set mm -hmm. that was product all around the facility and they have all these like electronically controlled gates right that rotate around and we replaced all of the pneumatic ones with electric ones like big upgrade it's awesome but you know when you do a big change like that with a ton of systems there's always going to be like things you missed out oh this needs a longer timer this yeah, one yeah. has the possibility to get like two going through it at the same time. So you got to tweak the logic for that. Like or this all one's sorts winding of shit like up. That. Yeah. Yeah. So that was basically the next two or three days. So they were still going through stuff when I left. Uh, Cause on Wednesday, I only really technically asked for Thursday and Friday off, but Wednesday at noon, I was like, yeah, I'm out. So I sent an email to everyone that I was going to be gone <laughs> and uh, I went home. It like, was great. My work is done here. <laughs> yeah. It was actually really dumb because I, I had gotten these helicopters and they're running RC Pro Plus S7 on the helis. And in my brain, I was like, oh, not, I just need a pack of S7s. I'll convert my charger over and we're good to go. We're back on S7s. Awesome. Because like, I like the AS150s that I use, but solderless connectors are so much more convenient for any kind of maintenance or doing things or, you know, just there's no solder. It's just quick. Yeah. So I was like, oh, titties, one pack, I can swap out my charger and I'll be good to go. So I actually met up with Jason when he was getting his oil changed because uh, he was doing it like 30 minutes north of where I work. So I, I drove over there, met up for lunch. We had uh, uh, Mr. Tokyo all-you-can-eat sushi, which is amazing. And then he gave me the pack and I was like, oh, sweet, okay. And it was on the drive home that I realized, fuck, I got to do all my batteries too. No, and I yeah. never even considered it. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's too many. That's like four packs of these S7 connectors. So I got to decide if I want to bite the bullet and go buy a bunch more packs and convert everything, or if I just stick with S uh, AS150s because everything's still AS150s right now. 
and they weren't great. It's just yeah. you know, a slaughter. So your choice is either rewire everything or just rewire the couple helis. Exactly. So I actually rewired a heli at Springfling on yeah, Thursday for AS150s, and then everything was good to go. You weirdo with your weird-ass connections. Oh, yeah. Gee whiz. So I packed the car and everything Wednesday night, got all ready, and then Thursday I was supposed to leave around noon because my wife does CrossFit, and she wanted to hit the gym in the morning, so that way she got, like, all her workouts in in the beginning of the week, and then I would be free to take the next four days and disappear. So she did her CrossFit thing in the morning, and I was ready to leave at like 11. And I don't remember what happened, but I didn't leave till like 1 o'clock. Like, I just kept... Kept dilly-dallying? <laughs> well, I haven't been to an event in so long, and I haven't packed up to go to the field in so long. Um, yeah. We talked about it on our, like, tool bag episode where we talked about what's in our kit. And I had said that, you know, I, everything that's in my bag is, like, sacred. I don't touch it. That way I know I grab the bag and I'm good. I've got everything I need. Right, grab and go. Well, yep. In the whole, you know, winter time, not flying, starting to get into cars and do all that shit, stuff started to be borrowed out of the bag occasionally. I'd use mm. this knife, I'd use this tool, I'd use these drivers. Yeah. So I was at a state where I didn't know where shit was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just so, like a pile. Is it all? Yeah. I don't know. Well, no, it wasn't like that. Like I put everything back, but I didn't have that mental 100% reassurance. I've been to the field with this kit. I know yeah. everything's in there, so I can just grab and go. So like I you know broke everything apart, checked everything was there, zipped everything up, and I must have done that like four times every time I found like one random thing. Right, you're and like, oh, I need that too. Yeah, and I I was supposed to build that nitron, and I hadn't built it yet. So my grand plan was to build it there on Thursday or Friday when it rains. So yeah, yeah, there was that. There was retooling my toolkit in order to incorporate all my nitro necessities like I had before. Like you know I carry like a Goldpug wrench, I carry like an extra socket in order to get like the top of the the engine nut on i mm -hmm. I do a piston lock like all those little things that that i keep in my kit normally when i fly nitro just in case i had stripped out when i stopped flying nitro for a couple of years so i was like rummaging through trying to find all that crap i lost like half of it finally found it and then i had to go through and find all the tools and things and necessities that you use to build a helicopter so I was looking for the Velcro, I was looking for the double-sided sticky, the shrink yeah. tubing, the wire, the, the XT60 plugs, the extension cables to turn into a power lead, like, like everything. I was like mentally building a helicopter in my garage and thinking, oh, I need this, I need to do that, then I do this. Like imagining going through the build, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so finally got everything like in a box, so two separate cardboard boxes full of like necessities, put it in the car. And then I look at the clock, it's like 1.15. I'm like, fuck, we gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. Yep, yeah. gotta get out of here. And then even on the right end, like I just, I was just slow. I don't know why. It's just, I'm not, I'm not like where I was before as far as being super efficient getting places. Like as soon as I rolled out to, I'm like, fuck, out of gas. So I pull <laughs> over, I get gas, and then I grab food, and then, you know, grab a couple drinks, then hit the road. And like, an hour later, I'm like, damn it, I gotta pee. <laughs> I pull over and I... <laughs> it was just like not prepared. It was like the worst road trip preparation I've ever had in my life. But it was a road stroll. Yeah, it was it was interesting. But we got there and we will discuss the rest during our main section. Yeah, which conveniently occurs right after the news. News. <laughs> 
What's up, dudes? Live from Los Angeles this week on the West Coast of the United States, where by the time I got out of work tonight, the gang is actually finishing up recording this week's episode, thanks to the uh, three-hour time difference. So, we're back to, or rather, I'm back to doing the news remotely. So with that, let's get started. Okay, so this week's scene online, a gentleman named Johann René Bernreuter, Bernreuter, something like that, uh, posted a pretty cool video of a Goblin Raw 700 that he must have personally modified to allow a rear-loading battery pack while leaving the canopy on, so very similar to what XL Power pulled off. So it looks like he must have relocated the tail servo somewhat, such that you can load the pack from the rear without hitting it, and uh, it also powers up the helicopter as soon as it locks into place, so much like XL. So, very slick, Johan. Uh, perhaps SAB may see this and think about it. Certainly would be very cool to see more manufacturers adopt this idea. Big fan of it. So well done, uh, Johan. Okay, now for some more news from Mikado. No, not about that thing I won't talk about. Another thing. That thing's still stuck in customs. Breaking news! That's right. That but shall not be named can now be named, maybe? Mikado USA has just posted online that three of 18 packages expected from Germany have left customs and are on their way. They should arrive at Mikado USA today, May 3rd, as we're editing the podcast. Uh, expect the rest of the packages to hopefully arrive there soon, although no guarantee of any timing there. Uh, Mikado USA says, please do not inquire as to why you don't have a tracking number within hours of reading their post. Rest assured that as soon as they're in, they will be quickly turned around and shipped out to customers. So certainly good news on that front. We now return you to our normally scheduled program. But all right, some new things. So Mikado announced at a recent trade show two new versions of its Evo FBL, or flight controller that floats your boat. Uh, Mikado will be releasing an Evo Mini FBL, similar to the smaller version of the current Neo called the Mini Neo. Uh, so my guess is that's why we've seen Logo 200s go on sale. Maybe we'll see a new version with the Mini Evo in it. Again, just a guess. Um, but so there's a Mini Evo, just a shrunken down version of the Neo. Uh, if it's anything like the Mini V-Bar, it's probably only suitable for helicopters in about the 400 size and below, but no details yet. Uh, the Evo Standard, that's the model that uh, is already in folks' hands and shipping now. So now we got a small. We got a medium, and they also now announced the large, really almost the extra large. So the Evo Max is a giant FBL, likely meant for large-scale helicopters, or maybe large airplanes, or large anything you want to stuff a Neo in, honestly. Uh, no specifics on any of these yet, but the Evo Max looks to have a lot more ports on it for both servos as well as telemetry, uh, which will suit, say, I don't know, giant-scale 3D airplane well, or maybe a turbine-powered airplane with loads of telemetry sensors. Uh, the Evo Max also has four antennas sticking out the back, so extra insurance there as well, extra diversity. So no details on any of these yet. Stay tuned for pricing. More specifics in the near future. For now, all we have are the names and some photos. In more news, SAB has been teasing a new blade, the S701mm. So not a lot of details on these beyond that they are, quote, agile and quick. So what I suspect is, is that these are a more aggressive version of their great all-around blade, the S700. Expect it's a little bit quicker off-center. You know, similar to sort of, if you're familiar with switch blades, you know, there's the regular switch line, which is a good all-around blade, and then the switch XFs. I think the S701 is really the XF of the SAB blade line. So much like Azure also has the, you know, the 700S, the sort of blade with a little more stability, and then their standard uh, Azure blades, uh, which are very agile. So 
I'd expect them to be almost the same price as the S700 blades. Um, but if a more aggressive version of that SAB blade interests you, definitely stay tuned for more info in the very near future as well. All right, Spectrum announced a new transmitter this week. They're expanding their NX line of transmitters with a flagship NX2020 channel transmitter. So this is available now for $12.99 US. It features updated smart compatibility with Spectrum products, a choice of gimbal lengths, a bright color screen, although not a touchscreen, uh, a nice metal carrying case, a choice of black or orange grip colors, and of course the rest of the strong feature set of the NX series. So if you're one of those that straddles the line between helicopters and airplanes and needs the extra channels, it's well worth a look. One thing I will say, it's disappointing to see a micro USB charge cable. Can we not all move to USB-C, please? All right, lastly, wrapping up kind of a small news week. In quickie news bits, uh, the Align TN70 Nitros are available for pre-order now at your favorite Align dealer. Go ahead and get your order in for that. Um, in Tron news, the Nitron 90, the manual has now been updated. Uh, as we mentioned, they were very quick to get that. So if you're building a Nitron 90, be sure and download the latest PDF version of the manual before you start your build, because they fixed the little glitch with the uh, tail server location. In excellent news, it appears Devin has learned how to iron his KS t-shirt prior to attending Spring Fling. Saw a photo with a nice wrinkle-free KS t-shirt. Good on you, Devin. Uh, and lastly, a little bit more marketing fun from a line. So, in a new ad, they're either talking about the new colored booms available for the TP70, or maybe their other boom, but the post for these stated, quote, whether in motion or at rest, it's enviable at a glance. Not quite sure why that makes you want to buy a tail moon, but hey, orally translated goodness. All right, with that, that's all I got for the news this week. Awesome. So we're going to roll into the main topic and what we're just going to do is we'll, we'll talk about each of our days and some of the things we experienced and then go back and forth like that. So we're going to start with Devin. What happened on Thursday to kind of kick it all off? Okay. I went to school all day <laughs> <laughs> and then I got home at 830 expecting a car to be sitting here waiting for me because I was carpooling to this little event in Virginia called Spring Fling. And my car ride was not here. And I waited an hour after I got back home. So I kind of just like Ooh. sit here and twiddled my thumbs, you know, didn't know what to do. And then my car ride got here and Thursday, all night Thursday was just driving. <clears throat> just a bunch of driving. D literally miserable. all just driving. I think who I went with, Kevin, he drove until about. 11 o'clock and we were in i think we were in delaware when he was like i'm done i'm done i'm like no it was before delaware i drove over the bridge okay so we were just getting on the edge of jersey and he's like i can't drive anymore so i took over and drove the last three and a half hours and yeah. i gotta say some of the the funniest thing happened because I scared the shit out of the guy, the guy and it, I felt really bad, but so he fell asleep and he was snoring and he was waking himself up from his own snoring. <laughs> 
And um, so the first time he did it, he wakes up and he goes, yo, who's snoring that just woke me up? And I looked at him and went, sorry, my bad. <laughs> and he freaked out. He's like, so he's what? like, oh, okay. And then he goes back down and he gets back up and he goes, wait, you're fucking driving. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, he did that a couple of times. It, that was just the first one. After that, I couldn't pull it off again because he didn't believe me. But mm -hmm. <laughs> the first time was fucking hilarious. He like freaked out. He's like, "There's no you. That's you snoring." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was me." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that was basically my Thursday. It was just driving. That was all it was. That so you get terrible. The, when did you get down there? Then when uh, was it was three forty-five. Dang, that's light or nighttime. That's like doing the red eye, but just on the road. Yes, it was great. I mean, I like driving at that time because the only thing you really got to worry about is tractors. So, yeah, yeah, that's all. There are no people on the road at 11 o'clock on a Thursday, they're all in bed because they have to go do something called a job in the morning, right? Because they're smarter than we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I was talking to your dad about that. I was like, not the job and the thing, but the fact that you were driving all night and you had to go to school because he's like, oh, he's in class. I'm like, you couldn't ditch one day. And he was like, oh, no, no, it's for work. Work knows. And I was like, yes. oh, that makes total sense. then." Yeah, work does know if I ditch. So can't do that. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's not do that. But very uneventful Thursday. Okay. Well, mine was, mine was more of the same. We kind of co covered my Thursday morning uh, in my pre-week, but once I set off, you know, everything was pretty good. I had to stop a bunch of times. It was kind of bullshit, but I pulled in about, I think, 6.30, round about there, and the place was actually pretty packed for a Thursday. I was blown away. Like, there was people flying on both flight lines. There was cars all the way up and down the flight line. There was still parking, you know, like two or three spots in between um occasional areas so i pulled into like the center awning in the front main flight line but there was a good amount of people it was like a normal fun fly on a saturday kind of thing like i say nice. normal like a you know a normal regional like smaller 50 pilot fun fly kind of deal but on a so, thursday yeah on a thursday it was like this is awesome and not just like on a thursday a thursday before the following day is completely rained out and people know it yeah like, yeah that's badass that people came to do that. So that was cool. Ran into a bunch of people that day. I, I don't want to name names. I'm just so bad with, with missing people too. I don't want to like list 10 of my friends and miss out three. And then they're going to be all bummed out. But what I am going to list is my buddy Eric Shu wasn't there. And I'm mad at him for doing it. And my buddy John Titus wasn't there. And I'm mad at him for not being there. No. <laughs> So, that's kind of my fault, though. I was supposed to share a hotel room with John Titus, and he's going to kill me when he hears the following few days, but um, I, I basically flaked out. It was like, oh, I'm just going to sleep in the hammock and strap it up to the awning, and, you know, yeah. I'll save some money, because I owe, I owe Craig a bunch of money for all these helicopters that he lent me. Also right. a funny story we'll talk about later. <laughs> but... I think that's a funny one. Yeah, it's a real funny one. I don't yeah. think he knows yet. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I just wanted to save some money because hotels, like, they're not that expensive. But when you add it up for a weekend, you're like, I don't know, 400 bucks for a weekend. You're like, 
That, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a bike. like half of a kit kind of thing. You know, it's it's really difficult to kind of justify that sometimes, but whatever. Because it doesn't come out like my normal money. It comes out my hobby fund if it's like travel for fun fly stuff. Right, like if right, I try and use my main account, my wife would be like, what the hell is this? Get this out yeah. of here. You pay for this yourself. <laughs> and like hobby fund can get tight sometimes. So I don't have a whole bunch of money. <laughs> but so that was cool. We hung her out and flew and I don't, I think I got one flight in or two flights in. Yeah, I got two flights. So I soldered on my battery connectors. Like I said, Josh Goudreau crashed his Nitron 90 right before I arrived. Oh, and my yeah, dude, like the kit is no parts out yet. Like it's brand new kind of thing. Yeah, and he yeah. loved it. He was having a great time. So I brought my Nitron 90 with me to build there because I was like, you know what? I'll have time maybe Thursday. I'll definitely have time Friday because it rains all day. So we'll just like power build a kit and it'll give us something to do. So when he told me when I showed up that, you know, it, it went in and he had, didn't have anything really to fly after that except a 50. I was like, you know what? I just gave him the kit. Oh, what a nice guy. Yeah, he was just head over heels with it. He was super thrilled with the, the helicopter, the way it was flying. So to see that he couldn't use it for the event, and it was only Thursday, I was like, man, you need this more than I do. I got an electric. I, I don't need to build another one and have two. So just go for it. So Neat. yeah, so he was super thrilled with that, and that got him going. Um, now I got my stuff already soldered on the connectors. Um, I don't know the guy's name, but, but this guy gave me a hand and he held the connector cause I forgot like the helping hand soldering thing. So yeah, he held yeah. along those pliers with the connector and I soldered the plugs and everything. And he was like blocking the wind cause it was windy as shit. Um, that way I could heat the connector effect effectively without losing all the heat and stuff. And it worked out pretty good. Probably the worst solder joints of my life, but they didn't desolder. It flew fine. We're good. There you go, MacGyver solder successful. Yeah. So set it up with my settings really quick, did a couple changes, threw the 26 mil arms on it, moved the servo arms to the inner hole, uh, did a test flight, didn't like it because the tail blew out and stuff. So pulled the tail uh, gear off and I put the 26 tooth on it. I brought like my kit of things I normally change in SAB because I know what I like and what I don't. So I brought yeah. all those parts with me. I was just trying to be lazy and like leave some stuff on it. So swapped that tail gear, did a couple other things in the programming, did a quick like uh, calibration flight or whatever you call it. I forgot the name because I've not been doing this for a short while and my memory sucks. Um, do you remember what that mode is called in VBAR? Oh, the optimizers? Optimizer flight. Yeah, yeah. So I turned the optimizers on and did a couple flippy doos to get that calibrated a little bit. Um, and then I stuffed that bitch in the weeds. <laughs> stuffed it right in and i was like god damn it second flight but, honestly uh, scott i thought you were gonna do that before you changed the tail pulley <laughs> yeah i know right like i wanted to go have a calm chill welcome back to helicopters scott welcome to your first yeah. flight since you decided to go do different hobbies <laughs> yeah. oh Happy man sean hall, sean hall and the megaphone was that that wasn't that was friday that happened though wasn't it <laughs> yes the megaphone. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're dead because okay. I was Just there for that. it. Oh, yeah. You reminded me. I got my days all blended together. So, so, yeah. Tomorrow, when you talk about tomorrow, I want to hear about that crash. Yeah, we'll talk yeah, about tomorrow. We'll after. Talk about so tomorrow. Let me, let me yeah. try and figure out what I did Thursday then. So, <laughs> I think, I mean, most of that was Thursday, except that one piece. I think the soldering and the flight on my helicopter was Friday. My bad. But 
so Thursday, I guess I didn't fly anything. I just gave gave Josh the kit and he went and he built that in the hotel. And I'm pretty sure I just like chilled out a little bit, watched some night flying. I f- think I flew someone else's goose ski and crashed it. Was Thursday um also when the Freedom Edition left as well? Or I think so, yeah. That yeah, as soon as I showed up, I, I gave the Freedom Edition to uh my drug deal buyer. Yes. Who was yes. very thrilled with it. The heli Yeah, that was a screaming deal. Um and I think that was pretty much it. I mean, I I basically decided at that point when it started raining that I was not gonna sleep in a hammock and set it up in the rain and get soaked. So I was like looking for hotels and there was a nice hotel that I could have done for like 120 a night. And there was a semi shitty hotel that I could do for, I think it was like eight, 80 bucks a night or $68 a night or something. Yeah. So I was like, eh, I was going to sleep in a hammock. I'm pretty sure this will be better than a hammock. Uh, as long <laughs> as there's not like bugs and shit. So yeah, whatever. So I left and I went to go get a hotel room, got a room slept and dude i hit the sack and i didn't get up until 11 o'clock the following day oh and fun fly hours that's like practically supper time yeah that's that's like missing all of the events the following day which devin's gonna catch us up to as soon as we uh get to that but literally like the reason i did this and you're gonna see a trend every day we discuss this (laughs) it's no secret i have a kid it's no secret mm-hmm. that he's somewhat new to me. It's no secret that I don't sleep anymore because of said child. <laughs> now Let you're an insomniac. You, <laughs> I think I had more fun sleeping than I did at the entire uh, event just yeah. because like, I finally got to catch up on you sleep You finally can loss. do it. I haven't slept like that in two years. I oh bet, yeah. yeah. Just confined, nothing else to do, nothing to worry about, just rest. Oh, it was like off switch. <laughs> best sleep of my life i didn't give a shit that i would have paid 200 dollars for that hotel <laughs> but that's it i'll let devin rock on now with friday the wet friday wet friday, friday. well the this the term wet friday is 100 percent what it deserves <laughs> so i rolled okay. in moist okay. moist no moist is an understatement for friday <laughs> yeah it was we could say drenched, and it would still classify as good. Yeah, true, true. Like so, you could right. say it was deluge and all. Um, huh? What? Are you trying to make a joke with dilute? Deluge. What is deluge? I don't even know what that is. Like a very large, like pile of water all at once. A deluge. Is it really? I call yeah. that waterboarding. I thought that was a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's a splash. I just oh, I didn't a, know that. I learned really? something new today. Thank you. Yeah, I just say look at that lake. <laughs> um, um, but I think right. we need a new section. Like quick, yeah. quick detour. We need Rob's word of the week. The word of the week. Yeah. This week yeah. is deluge. Deluge. <laughs> deluge. Excellent. Fantastic. Hold on. Let me grab my sticky note. Everyone <laughs> needs to write us a message or a comment on our Facebook with a sentence or a phrase using the word deluge. I crashed my gasser into the ground and a chicken danced with a deluge of fiery fuel all over, <laughs> and all oh over the backyard. That is, that is the best. Yeah. That's something. All right. But Friday we're on, right? 
before we were all sidetracked. Yeah. All right. So Friday, as y'all heard, I drove Thursday night. So I rolled in that Friday at 3.45 roughly in the morning. And it was already raining. So that says a lot. It was already downpouring at 3 o'clock in the morning on Friday. Ew. Yes. Uh, and it doesn't get any better as the sun comes up, trust me. Um, so I just pulled in. I didn't even take any shit out of the fucking car. I just was like, I'm going to bed. So I went to bed. My my pops was asleep and he's like, hey, you know, it's supposed to, the rain's not. I'm like, so I'm just going to sleep in then. I think I got up at like no better than Scott, like 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And thankfully... I did let myself sleep in because I woke up and it was still absolutely downpouring. Yeah. Yeah, like no interest in flying whatsoever or trying to fly in between rain. It was just, it was horrible. All the people, most of the people stayed, if they had a hotel, just stayed at the hotel and like went to museums and stuff for the day. Yeah. Because it was that bad of rain. So we went out for... I went out for food with Casey Campbell, who is the owner of the field. Ben Storick. Who else went with us? My pops, of course. I think Simone and a couple other people, if I remember correctly. I don't know. Um, So we did that. That was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Came back and um, I had a Nick Maxwell edition gasser. That was uh, due for some upgrades, I could say. Mm. Definitely an upgrade. Yeah. It felt like a great upgrade. So I have been flying, if anyone's seen the videos, I think there's a couple of videos out there or even in past events. Uh, a Nick Maxwell edition gasser from yeah. uh, Blackout Mods, the conversion. And I just had a regular... Um, 320 pipe on it which is the gasser pipe you can get um so friday during the rain uh i sat down with doug darby and we put a tuned pipe on it Ooh, nice yes of course you know as everyone calls it the loud obnoxious but i actually think it sounds amazing i love the sound of the of the two stroke like dirt bike sound i love yeah, it yeah 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 so we put that on I messed with the head speed because for that pipe, you got to mess with the head speed a little bit because I was running it a little lower. And once we got it on, it was like, all right, well, it's raining, so we can't really do anything. We set the needles close to where it needs to be for the pipe. We know it's not going to be crazy lean. We'll be able to fly it. Yeah, yeah, get a kind of feel for it. Yeah, so it went away for the day because it was... Just the rain. Rain, rain, rain over and over again. You're going to hear this a lot. It might get obnoxious, but (laughs) it's literally all we can talk about for Friday is rain. So we got that on. After we got that on, we we were like, all right, well, what do you want to do? I was sitting there with Ben again. I was like, and Casey, and they're like, you want to go bowling? I'm like, hell yeah, let's go bowling. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so we went up and went bowling, and we uh, were like, we should do a friendly game of uh, me, 
Ben and a couple other people's on one team and Jamie Robertson, Mitch Rosa's on another team in a friendly competition. Yeah. How'd that go? Uh, well, Jamie um, and Mitch did not show up. They were in Fredericksburg or yeah, Fredericksburg. Yeah, that's where they were in the city bar hopping, doing going to some bars. So they oh, were right. doing that for the night since there was nothing else to do. They're like, oh, we're just going to go go to some bars, get some drinks. It's whatever, you know, you got nothing better to do. Go have some drinks. And that was the most interesting bowling day I had ever seen. It was everything was so sticky on the floor. Like, you know how like a normal bowling alley, like you slide all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, this one, if you put your feet down, you literally could go head over heels, like, just forward. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that sucks. Yeah. And, um, so it was very interesting trying to bowl like that and relearning how to bowl, <laughs> but without still had slide, fun. Yeah. yeah, without the slide or anything like that, uh, but still had fun. It was, uh, it was a good time. Yeah, cool. Uh, I think right after we got back from bowling, the rain stopped, and we were able to do some flying Friday night. Oh, that's yes. kind of nice. A little night flying in, dusk flying, or whatever? No, night, full on. It was dark already. It was just night flying. So we uh, yeah. sat, sat there, watched a couple people fly. I didn't fly Friday night, but the, rain had, sto- the rain had stopped. I saved it for Saturday. I'm like, if, you know, <laughs> if I'm going to pile drive anything, I'm going to... Do we'll it on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I did not crash anything this weekend. So, ha, sorry. Hey, nice. Yeah. Did not crash anything. I, I did not crash anything myself, I should say. Technically, I did not crash, but I had a little incident with the flash. Broke a servo horn. <gasps> oh. oh. So, I had a Scorpion 13012S, and I should have known better because right when I think the ESC is going to be reliable, it explodes. Oh, that sucks. So my very first flight I took, the ESC said, thank you very much. Have a nice day. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yep. And the, and the BEC portion of the ESC just boom, kaput, just dead. And the ESC Ouch. portion wasn't much better. So in the middle of my flight, it just goes in the fail safe and kind of floats to the beans and breaks a servo horn. That was the, all the damage, just a servo horn. Hey, well, that ain't too bad con- considering. Well, plus the ESC though, right? Yes. So yeah. at this point, I got so aggravated because I have, you know, Scor- not that Scorpion's not a good brand and everything yeah. like that, but I have gone through my fair share of Scorpion ESCs at this point, and I had gotten so aggravated that I took everything off the heli related to that ESC and just gave it to somebody and said, if you want to send it back, send it back, yeah. and, and you can have it. I don't want it anymore. Try to get it fixed. I'm done. Yep, I'm done. And so there was a friend of ours there that day. I think this is still Friday. Yeah, this should still be Friday. No, it might be Saturday morning. I think I just mixed up my days. It's so hard. They blend together, right? <laughs> I think that was... Let me see. It was during the day that this happened and it wasn't raining. It had to be Saturday. All right. 
Re disregard that you know rewind disregard all that shit <laughs> that was saturday fuck shit um no okay Let, we'll ed we'll edit that out i'll so just friday go back night, you didn't fly friday night friday yeah night fly. was there so, good flying that night there was some good flying friday night i it, it's hard to remember i kind of was just like all right i'm not gonna fly tonight so i had a couple beers and just hung out yeah yeah and um so there was good flying. I think um, I think most people Friday night, though, knew Saturday was going to be the good day. So most people actually hit the sack at like midnight and we all got mm -hmm. up at like seven o'clock in the morning, Saturday, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. To, to prepare for the Saturday day, which a bunch of stuff happened. But that's for Saturday. Devin mm -hmm. Saturday. <laughs> um, so it was a pretty decent Friday night. Not super late. Most people hit, were in the bed at like one one in the morning you know around there trying to get up early get enough sleep where we don't look like zombies for saturday but that was that was mostly it. there was a couple good flights friday i don't exactly remember who flew i just know there were flights who fung flew yeah exactly who, who fly? honestly this is the most difficult version of our way we could have, like, my days are blending together so bad. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is, Scott, it would have been legendary to see a picture of you trying to be in a hammock with one of those, like, camping hammock tents over the top of it with the deluge <laughs> of water just pouring down on you, just all miserable, hiding under it for hours. Yeah. I just yeah, Shitty hotel is a better, a better way, huh? Dude, it like, absolutely poured on Friday. Yeah. Just all day. The way I do my hammock, too, is I string it up to the steel poles in the awning in the middle of, like, the fun fly. Yeah. But water's going to drip down the, those poles, and then they're going to end up, like, coming down the strap into my hammock. Into the so hammock, I, I couldn't yeah. figure a way to stay dry. You gotta slice a hole in it and let that water drip out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Right, uh... uh all right, but that's all I can remember for Friday. It was a good time hanging out with friends and just suiting the stuff. I mean, playing pool. Um, yeah, that's the, cool. Where man. we went to go get uh, lunch, playing pool. Jimmy was, or Jamie was there. Mitch was there too as well. I forgot them. I'm starting to remember that. Yeah, so, good um, fellowship. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, Frank pulled a real fast one on me when we oh, yeah. were at this place getting lunch and just yeah. So. We got a picture of, it was raining, so we know we aren't flying, and I was not driving, okay? We got a picture of Stella, and I was sitting there, and we were, I was just, me and Simone were talking back and forth about, like, fun flies in Germany versus over here and overseas, and some of the differences, and just talking. And I noticed about halfway, three quarters of the way through the conversation that I've been drinking my beer this whole time and the level was not changing in the glass. <laughs> so, Frank Mordeos, you, you sneaky little thing. He's a, he's he kept, a ninja. He, dude, he kept pouring my glass to the exact spot that it was before I sipped. And <laughs> I did not notice until I turned around and like, Frank. I'm like, what is going on here? And he's like, oh, you've had probably, you've had a little bit. I just, he just kept pouring it. I was like, the God, thanks. <laughs> he's probably got like the ninja around the back, like whoosh, under he just, the arm. Whoosh. Yeah. Yeah. He just looked at me. He goes, you're 21 now. I could do this stuff. And I was like, damn, you're right. <laughs> but, uh, but besides that, 
nothing outside. It was all indoor activities. I mean, I think Justin Cook Friday in the rain flew like an S2 or something like that. It was on Facebook, yeah. I think. So that was basically the only flight I saw all day Friday. <laughs> you didn't night fly or anything? I didn't. I chose not to, no. Oh, damn. Okay. Did you? I don't remember. Did you do it? Uh, I flew a goose ski at night, I think. Did, is that the one you crashed? Yeah, someone else's shit. <laughs> <laughs> t- isn't there another? Isn't there another someone else's shit that happened too in the oh, future? Oh yeah, I don't know what day that is. That was Saturday, I think. But all right, well, that's me for Friday. All right, well, my Friday, like I said, was full of sleep, so I slept till like eleven. And again, I was so happy when I woke up. I was like the most refreshed version of myself that mm-hmm. I have met in the past three years. So that was fantastic. Ended up packing up my stuff, and I knew that I wanted to sleep in the hammock for the next, like, three or four nights or whatever, because the weather was supposed to be pretty good. So, my intention was to stop by, like, a tractor supply and, like, a Walmart, because tractor supply sells these dog blankets. I don't know if they're meant for dogs or not, but they're, like, camo fuzzy blankets. It's a real nice compact size, like, for one person, and my dog absolutely loves them. And they're super durable too, like they don't destroy them. So my wife apparently got them in a tractor supply. So I beelined to one of those and sure as shit, they didn't have anything that I needed. They didn't have the blanket. I also wanted like some flip-flops to shower in just because I don't like having bare feet on unknown showers because I'm a germaphobe. And they didn't have that either, which I don't know what to expect. I've never been in a tractor supply, but they did have ducks. Mm-hmm. And I was almost persuaded to buy some ducks and bring them to the field and let them swim around in the puddles at the field during the rainstorm. Uh, <laughs> I was razor close to doing that. And then I just, I didn't want to be an asshole that buys a living thing, A, for a joke, and B, to, to <laughs> let loose and outside of their like natural habitat. Don't make fun of me. That just in a big giant puddle. <laughs> yeah, that, that ducks can probably be just fine in a flying field, but I just... I didn't want to be an asshole. They looked so cute and warm where they were, so I left them be. So I gave up on that, ended up driving towards the field because I was looking for like a Target or a Walmart. And I literally passed the field on Highway 1 to go there. So right at the last second, I was like, fuck it, left turn, let's go to the field. Pulled in. There was a couple people there. I pulled in and there was like Monty and a couple other guys under the awning chit-chatting. So I stopped in, came out had a conversation for like 15, 20 minutes and no one's really doing anything. No one knew what was going on. It was just like there in the rain, miserable sitting. Yeah. Just shooting the shit. So whatever. Normally like in a fun fly, when it starts raining, it's like a half day of rain or quarter day. So like everyone's still there hanging out under the shelters and just shooting the shit, having a fun time. But this was so wet. Like Devin said, it was basically like rained out for the day. It was just downpour. So a lot of people just stayed in their hotels or didn't go. So grabbed my stuff, got back in the car. I was like, let me go find a Target. And Target, you'd think, would have a good blanket and some flip-flops, right? So I drive to Target, and they don't have a freaking outdoor section or a camping section. They only have, like, this one aisle of bedding, and they had these fuzzy blankets that were way too extravagant, like some bullshit my wife would buy. (laughs) The size of my living room. I'm like, how am I supposed to use this shit? And this ain't going to work. Yeah, it's yeah, like a one-shot deal. deal. So I'm one of those dudes that if I go to a store 
and it doesn't have everything I need, I don't feel like buying one or two things, waiting in line at the cash register, then going to another store that might have everything I need. Same. So yep. me being me is like, fuck it, flip-flops are going back, I'm going to go to another store and buy them. <laughs> uh, and that was pretty much the theme of every time I was going to the field, I was meaning to pick up some flip-flops and a, and a blanket to stay warm when I slept in the hammock, in the hammock but yeah. it never happened. <laughs> the endless adventure for footwear. And yeah. Cuthbert. So it just didn't didn't work out that way. So nothing to do. I figured I'd go check out a hobby store because I looked up just shit around the area and there was a hobby town. So I was like, oh, let's go up there. That could be hey. fun. Yeah. Jumped in the car, drove like 20 minutes up to the hobby town. And it was, you know, your typical hobby town. There wasn't any like re- decent helicopters, no decent airplanes or anything. Couple basher cars, no race worthy stuff. But Nonetheless, it was a hobby store and it was cool. So walked around there a little bit. I saw they had real flight in the corner and I was like, ooh, I walked over to it and there was a helicopter on it. And I was like, there was a motherfucker here before me for sure. (laughs) And sure (laughs) as shit, the owner was there. He's like, oh, you at that event down the street? I was like, yeah, how'd you know? He's like, yeah, there's been people in and out here all day because of that. I was like, oh, okay. All right. I said, that probably explains why there's a helicopter in the simulator. And he went, yep. (laughs) yeah he was pretty cool we chatted a little bit we talked about some stuff but i was a little disappointed he didn't know a lot about like hobby stuff because i said do you have a you know an an s3 in stock or whatever he's like no we don't carry the big helicopter stuff here no it doesn't sell so we just we keep the little stuff and i was like okay okay." because you know what an s3 is right like a blade yeah. nano s3 yeah yeah, yeah right. a little tiny 180 helicopter mm-hmm. or whatever i'm like bro yeah. that's like the bread and butter of little helicopters especially for like smaller shops like that you think those would go off the shelf like the little industrix for the drones yeah so yeah i was kind of hoping they had something like that i could buy and fly into the shelter or fly in the hotel room or whatever <laughs> just have fun <laughs> with it you know yeah, yeah. helicopter but they didn't so no impulse buy one of the other guys that worked there, he was, I was just like simming before I talked to anybody and he, he was standing behind me, scared the shit out of me. But like randomly, he was like, I've never seen that before. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, scared the shit out of me. Almost crashed my Cra- stuff. Did you crash? Yeah. And uh, yeah, he just had never seen a helicopter do 3D, I guess. And I was doing the sim and he was like, what the hell was all that? I'm like, oh, it's just like stunt flying or whatever. I don't know. It's stupid. And I, I felt stupid <laughs> But he started talking about things, and he was the first guy asked about, uh, you know, if he had a little helicopter like an S3. And he's like, no, but have you ever tried these little drone things? And it was that cheap, like, mall-quality robot-looking dude with two fans on either shoulder, like a flying drone. He's like, this flies pretty good. I'm like, the fuck it does. (laughs) Yeah, okay, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, I was polite, obviously, super nice and polite. And it was just kind of awkward on my end. I was like, oh, that, yeah, absolutely. I I don't think that's what I'm looking for, though. I was struggling. Yeah, so it's like the pomida of hobby shops. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty bad. Which is weird, too, because they have such a cool field there you know you'd think that hobby shop would be like one of the one of the good ones yeah but yeah yeah they just didn't have a lot of that cool stuff they didn't have a lot of like stick built stuff for aircraft or monaco or like specialty glues or special tools 
like the whole Dubro section that's usually in a hobby town kind of thing. Yeah. We didn't have that either. It was it was more of a toy store than a hobby store. So, oh well, I got to try and do the one that's south of the field next time and see what that place is like. Apparently, it's more up to snuff. It, uh, it's it, on par. Yeah, and I went to go buy some glow plugs. I was like, "Oh, do you have any Enya glow plugs?" He's like, "What?" I'm like, "Oh, never mind." Enya. I said it's a brand. Um, I, it's just you know, it's like OS, but it's a little better. I was like, "All right, do you have any uh, OS eight plugs?" And he's going through, and he says, "No, I don't have any OS Enya plugs." I was like, "No, no, no, two different kinds: OS eight or an Enya." Uh, you don't have Enya. That's fine. I just that's what I normally run. I'll take an OS eight. And he was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> he was all that. confused so i grabbed two of those just to have them because i ran out of plugs just not having nitro stuff i'm pretty sure i gave them away to people at fun flies whenever they needed them but whatever threw him some money just wanted to buy something for my time wandering around like an idiot immediately after i don't know why i had passed an indian restaurant on the way and if you know me Dude, I love Indian food like you wouldn't believe. It's like my favorite thing. And I always buy the same thing. I get vegetable pakora, I get um, lamb korma, and then I get uh, garlic naan bread. And it's like a symphony of flavor, and I can't get it enough in my life. So I passed this Indian place on the way there, so I started Googling Indian food so I can go find it again. And I found this other one that was rated like damn near five stars. And I was like, oh, shit, I'll go drive oh, an shit. extra five minutes and try that place. It was phenomenal, man. Nice. I enjoyed the shit out of that. It was like $38 for just me, though. So it was a little little pricey. But, dude, it was really good. So much so that next time I go there and every other time, I am 100% going back to the Indian joint. For sure, man. But, Sounds yeah. like it was worth it. It was so worth it. Um. I'm a little sad that, you know, not a bunch of people went because that would be a really cool place to bring some friends and have some fun. But it was just me, lonely old me sitting there at the table. <laughs> uh, after that, I wrapped up and I think, I think at that point I just went back to the field because I really ran out of shit to do. So pulled up to the field. It was still kind of drizzling, not that bad. It was on and off. So I was hopeful that maybe we can get some flying in. So pulled up. Uh, got my stuff out, started getting like a little bit ready because it was dry enough that if I kept my table like three feet from the edge of the awning, everything stayed dry. So yeah. that's when I started soldering connectors and doing all that stuff with the guy that helped me out. And that's when I did the guy. test flight with the wrong pulley. And sure as shit, Sean Hall had his megaphone and he was yelling at me. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I just want to have a calm flight. I just want to tune it. Like I've never flown it. It's not my helicopter. And they're like, horse shit, fucking send it. And I was like, God damn it. In the beans. Yeah. So, of course, it was bank three stupidity. And Yo, I've yeah. not flown in months. And I've got, like, I don't even think the same way right now as far as, like, stitching maneuvers together and shit. It's just, like, I'm learning the, the, the controls. Not the controls, but, you know, the, like, the small finesse, like, how much you pump the yeah. throttle, how much you move everything. Just learning everything again the feel for it that second nature feeling but going through the motions meanwhile trying to fly my fucking ass off and like make people happy so yeah. we got through it uh i think people liked it i don't know they seemed to to at least yell sometimes when i got close to the ground made it through the first one no problem but the tail just would not hold it was terrible uh, nah. like, like Devin was making fun of me for it but 
every time you do anything semi-aggressive it was like <laughs> and it just blow the fuck out it was so bad because we run a lot of pitch in our helicopters and the tail has to be able to compensate so i normally do that with 105 tail blades and a speed up pulley or the normal pulley in 115s i personally like the feel of a speed up pulley in 105s more plus when you do sliding autos and shit the tail blades don't flick the ground yeah, yeah. are like razor close to the ground at all times, so they always put the tips. So it's just so with nice the 105s are probably a little like faster on 105s is like a little fat, a little more snappy. I take it maybe than the one. No, one of it's just more it, air moving, so it has more bite. So if you run 115s, yeah. there's more blade, more authority. You can get away with running more pitch, and the tail doesn't blow out. Mm, word, but word. if you run 105s, they're shorter, so they can't move as much air. So the solution is run a speed up pulley. The speed. I so it spins you. faster and you get more tail authority. So it's like, you know, six and one, half dozen the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. I get it. Yeah, okay. Yep. So swapped the pulley, retentioned the belt, did some quick tuning things because the gains were a little screwed up on the head and the tail. It blew out pretty bad on the disc the first time I flew it. So I, I went there and kind of reset it back to factory slash my settings and did a second flight and it felt way better at that point i think i swapped my main blades too to the the brand i currently fly so everything felt pretty normal um and then of course i fucking plow into the bushes into mm. the the tall grass like what was that wheat Devin? uh yeah so i think casey told me it was wheat it's okay. just it just hasn't actually bloomed or anything or however wheat works you know yeah okay yeah, it's still like grass like yeah, it's like Young tall grass, grass about a yeah. foot and a half, two feet tall. But holy so, shit, was it thick. Like, given the amount of water that came down all over the, the, the wheat and how thick it was, dude, it just sucked helicopters in. Like, if you touch the tail or blades on it, you better be ready to, like, on. get out of there. Because it was like... <laughs> shit would suck a golf ball through a garden hose. <laughs> so what happened in your flight there that, like, try to walk us through the last moments of that flight that caused you to crash? Oh, everyone was yelling and hollering and wanted me to touch the beans, so I kept whacking the beans. Oh, okay. Or You're the, just going in, popping in. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, I hit it too hard one time, and it just went... <laughs> and it just sucked in, and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, normally it'll disappear and pop back out, but it just disappeared and stopped. I was like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. But as soon as wow. it disappeared, I, I hit hold. I'm pretty, pretty quick at that, because I do it a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, so that's when just it went the in, servo arm then. Yeah. yeah. Nothing actually. That that crash was nothing. Oh, okay. Um, word. Yeah, it was uh, you know, if if you go in neutral collective and you hit hold immediately, not a lot of shit gets damaged. So yeah, yeah. I had tweaked one of the arms on the grips. So I literally took it back to the bench, tightened both of those arms, because you can get away with SAB stuff if you bend it once mildly. You can just torque it down again and it'll stay put. Um mm, yeah, so yeah. torqued it, reset my pitch. And everything was titties for the rest of the day. Um, nice. And I think that was my last flight that day because I really didn't want to blow it in that early on a Friday and not have anything to night fly or fly the following day. So I think I put most of my stuff away, but my batteries were charged. And I don't remember if I night flew my own heli that night. Or if I think I did, oh God, Jesus, I missed an entire section. <laughs> uh -oh. so, yeah. So, so that second flight where it disappeared before I went stupid and made it disappear. Uh, some people thought it'd be a good idea to oh, yell yes. at me to oh, yes. make it disappear. 
and do a blade stomp. Oh, <laughs> shit. So the cloud cover was so low because of the storm. Someone said the cloud cover was at like 300 feet or something ridiculous. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it disappeared pretty quick. So they're like, make it disappear. Like, do a blade stop. So I was like, oh, okay. fuck it. So full collective, <laughs> phew, there it goes right into the sky. And it gets dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And it's gone. Oh, shit. Could you hear it still even? Or Oh, yeah, you can hear it, but it was uh, gone. Yeah. So you know what I do? I hit hold and I go full positive. <laughs> oh, and I wait. shit. Just wait and for I the wait. show. And I wait. Oh, and man. I wait. And then I worry. You keep waiting. And I get more nervous. So I wait maybe five seconds, it feels like. Maybe six or seven. I don't know. It felt like a lot longer than it probably was. But it was long enough where I went, bullshit. Shit. So I bring the collective back to neutral. Because I don't know if the blades have actually stopped or not. And I'm really nervous that at full collective or something, they catch the wind a certain way and fold. Because I never torqued them. Because I didn't plan this. I was just like, I guess they're tight enough. Let's see what happens. Or catch an um, updraft and keep spinning and just fly yeah. away. <laughs> so I, no, no, I, I put them to neutral, and then I wait more, and I wait more, and I'm like, oh, fuck, where is this thing? And then I see, like, a speck, but it's, like, right above my head. I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh. like it's not close. Don't freak out. It's not dangerous. Yeah. But it's, it's, like, over my head to the flight line kind of thing, and I'm like, no, that's too close to everybody kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I immediately put it back into, like, spool up to try and get it meanwhile the blades are kind of turning a little bit like you can maybe start to count them so they're not totally Mm -hmm. stopped yeah but so i'm clicking in to get it spooled up again in order to get it back where i want because it was way too close to the flight line so i managed to get it actually i don't remember if i did click in or not i may have just done it with the collective i don't remember i think i just did it with collective i got them sped up again and i brought it back over in front of the flight line and then did a couple like half-ass blade stops where you make it go real slow and the helicopter starts to teeter a little bit. Yeah. I did two of those and everyone was like, oh, almost, almost, almost. I was like, shut up. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, brought it in, sped them up and did a sliding auto towards myself, I think. Um, but that was sketch, dude. Dude, that sounds crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been so, pretty wild to see in person. It was pretty yeah, cool was to hear not, you tell it. Was it was wild to see your own fucking shit do that. I bet. <laughs> Holy shit. But that segues back into night flying where we, we forgot about this section. Where some asshole says it again. Make it disappear. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no. Why did you say that? Oh. So, as I always do, I was like, okay. So I hit the collective and we go up at night. And it gets darker, darker, darker. And it's gone again. Oh, fuck. So I can't see it. I have no idea where it is, but I just bring down like, you know, negative collective. And I'm like, well, yeah. we'll see it eventually, right? <laughs> and it feels Maybe. like it takes a lifetime. And then we catch a glimpse of the disc, like further in the distance. I should have known better the same direction the wind blew it earlier because it must have been super windy up pretty high. Mm-hmm. But I can't make out the orientation. I can't see the boom. Nothing. Because this is the Kraken S, right? The black carbon fiber and yellow one. Okay, yeah. Mostly yeah. So black. it disappears, yeah. Yeah, dude. All I saw was like a white circle. And I'm like, I think that's my heli. And I can't tell the angle it's at. I can't tell oh, the direction no. it's going. I can only kind of feed in positive and negative and make it kind of wiggle up and down. And I'm like, I know I'm upright. But I don't know if it's going away from me still or towards me. And it's too far to tell. So I keep feeding in like, a little bit of back elevator 
and doing the up and down correction kind of thing to see if I can like figure yeah. out based on how it's wiggling what angle. Which it's way at. is the zigzag? Yeah. yeah, what way the zigzag's going? And I'm like, God, I I got to the point where I literally wrote it off, and I'm like. I'm going to have to go looking for this thing. Oh, like, shit. I'm about, yeah, I was about <laughs> like three seconds away from hitting hold and calling it because I didn't know what way it was going and I didn't want to make it worse. And Your I didn't know sweaty. Was, yeah, it was going like towards a tree line and I don't know what's behind there, if there's farms or houses or something. And I'm like, this is, this is stupid. So I was getting ready to hold a negative and just put it down and then go get it somehow. But mm. All of a sudden, it started getting real big real quick. I was like, oh, shit, it's coming oh. towards us fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I was scooting, man. And I was like, whoa, when I feel forward, cyclic, back collective, and we're good. And, you know, man, it, it was moving. I was doing like 90 miles an hour towards us. <laughs> <laughs> so that was some unintentionally baller ass night flying there, huh? You Somehow, made that fucker Jesus. disappear like a motherfucker. Wow. Yeah. And it wasn't that bad. It was kind of fun. I don't know if I'd continue to do it, but that's the first time in my life I've ever done anything that reckless as far as like <laughs> destroy my model mindlessly for no reason. Right. Oh, so that was my last flight on Friday. And then after that, I just flew other people's stuff. And that's when I crashed someone's goose ski. Apparently he just built it and I put it in first flight. I'm like, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. He's just like, me, me, me. Yeah. Oh, nothing broke. So fun oh, thing about okay. goose skis. Gooskies are super bulletproof, like the M2 OMPs yeah. and stuff. Like, you can smack them in the ground and there's nothing wrong. Nice. So, that was not bad. I did get to hold right before it went in two, just because it was like, I was flapping it around like my heli, and it doesn't stop like a 700. He only had like 11 and a half or 12 degrees of pitch. So when I did like a flip and smack, it didn't smack. It just went... <laughs> mm, yeah, I was like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just started dropping, so that sucked. But nothing broke. He flew it again after that. And I was like, all right, I'm done. And I kind of packed my stuff up and I was like hanging out in the night flying. But it was kind of dead because it was, you know, still kind of rainy and damp. And people had done other things and gone to bed early, like Devin said. So it wasn't really a big like hoorah night flying night. So I started thinking about setting up the hammock again or the, the tent. And I was like, you know what? screw it let's go back to the hotel so i walk up again and just get a you know one night rate or whatever they they hiked the yeah. price because it's you know almost midnight and it's you know not booked beforehand but whatever so paid that slept another night in the same way and uh i had every intention to sleep in again just as long but on that note we're gonna roll into saturday and hand it back to Devin. Yeah, I can't believe you guys already there's been so much stuff and there's still a whole other day that from at a distance seems like it was a badass day all oh, day. Oh, just wait so, for Saturday. Shit. A lot of shit yeah. happened Saturday. A oh, lot. Yeah. So Saturday, I actually got up at like 7, 30, 8 o'clock on Saturday. Like I woke up, I'm like, shit, it's 10 o'clock already. It's probably, I should get out of bed and get my ass moving. And I'm like, so I'm rushing, getting up, getting my stuff ready, you know. And I finally look at my phone. I'm like, oh, shit, never mind. It's eight o'clock. Like, this is perfect. I get a full day. I miss breakfast, Sal's breakfast, which anyone that's been to Spring Fling knows Sal can cook a mean breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Nice. Um, yeah, so I missed that, but that was all right. And we started off our day. And I will say, Saturday when you woke up, it was not nice, but it was better than Friday. For sure. It was still overcast but it was not raining. 
and it was sort of dry. The ground was wet, but the air was dry. You didn't feel all muggy and shit. So it was getting there. It was getting there. So I got up Saturday. The first thing I did is like, I got to grab the flash and I got to go fly. No one's seen it yet. I I haven't flown it yet. It was raining. I didn't want to fly in the rain. So I grabbed the flash. I'm like, let's go fly. And Mike Lewandowski, which Scott knows, he's a he's an awesome dude. Oh, yeah. And um, he walks out with me and I'm like, okay, okay. Let's just get a nice warm-up flight in and fly. And I'm tuning it and doing some final stuff because I haven't flown it a shit ton. And I'm flying it, I'm flying it, and Scott, and not Scott, Mike, in the middle, of, he goes, wow, that looks really cool, and you just watch the heli, just the V-bar light go out, and the head speed just go away. I'm like, hmm. Oh, no. And I'm like, man, Mike, it looks really cool. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, and it was like right on the edge of the beans, so that, and it was only like three feet off the beans, because... Over my years of flying, I have kind of, you kind of train yourself. There's this level that you just naturally fly at all the time. So I tend to be like, if I'm at an event, I I lower it some more to be impressive. And when I'm flying at home, I just fly at that natural level of like five feet off the ground or something, nothing crazy. So with how tall the beans were, it was probably like maybe three feet off the beans, something like that. And the head speed had all just, died down and when it hit the beans the planes weren't even spinning anymore and it broke a servo horn and i'm Hmm. like huh that was really weird why did the v-bar light go out the only way for the v-bar light to go out is no power in the heli at all yeah nothing receiver power yeah yep dead so i walk it over i'm like oh shit the bat i'm like maybe the battery unplugged or something stupid i'm like i've never had that happens with the with the S7s, never had them unplugged because when you plug them in, they have a very distinct clink when they go yeah. together. Yeah, they're locked in. Sort of. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. The bullets just, you hear them snap together and they're not coming. You have to take them apart. They don't just come apart. And I carry it all back. I get the canopy over it. I'm like, shit, that's not good. It's still plugged into the ESC and I have no power. Oh, so like the BEC's gone. Yeah, a BEC's gone. Nothing. And so I unplug it in case the ESC is smoked. I don't want to send, you know, 12S. Yeah, through, all the way, that, all yeah, the way down. Through, through a toasted ESC and maybe, maybe finish it off more than it already is and let the smoke out. I've seen ESCs catch on fire before, so don't want that. And I walk over. My dad's like, oh, come on, really? The flash? I'm like, no, no, no. Listen, I know. I know. It's just a servo horn. We have those. <laughs> Nothing else is broken or bent. But like, I'm pretty sure the ESC just blew up. And he goes, no, nah. no, it didn't. Uh, he goes, plug it back in. I plug it back in. Neo, the whole heli does nothing. And he goes, shit, it is. The ESC is toast. And I'm like, all right, well, shit, it's the flash. I don't really want to put it away. So I get the ESC torn off and everything apart. Alex Fredrickson wanted all of the uh, leads for the ESC, and I had made the decision that I'm no longer going to fly any Scorpion ESCs. So I walked over to Alex. I was like, this is the telemetry cable, the master and the slave cable. Take it all. Don't need it. And um, Nice. 
and I was looking for an ESC. I'm trying to find somebody to borrow an ESC. I walked over to the one person you usually always can walk over and find something. It's usually parts related though, and Scott knows exactly what I'm talking about. So I walk over to a good friend of mine, Charlie's camper. And I'm like, Charlie, do you have an ESC I can borrow? And he goes, no, I only have one that I could take off a heli. I'm like, I, are you, like, I really don't want to do that. And I'm like, well, whatever. So, okay, move, move on. I figured I'd ask. And finally, Gucci walks up to me, Gucci. And he's like, yo, like, I have this Puma that I used for the flight instruction that Simone did, and I don't plan on flying it anytime soon. Like, it's grounded. It's, it's, it's done. And he goes, you can take the ESC off that if you want to, and if you like it, you, you can buy it from me. I'm like, all right, sick. So I grab his heli, I take it all off, and I'm really excited to, and most of the reason why I said yes to, to doing the work of taking the ESC off is because it's an ESC I actually have never flown before since they've done the new version of this ESC. I've flown the old square box silver huge heatsink ones. I have not flown these new versions of them, and that is a YGE. Like the red ones? No, that's Contronic. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So, yeah, so uh, this is, mm, I think it's only been a couple of years, like two years since they've dropped this new line of YGEs. They're blue. And so it was a 135-12S, and I was like, hell, it was a Scorpion 130 on, on here, and it did all right. And I've heard that this... 135 high voltage is good for like 200 and something amps peak. I'm like, should be fine. Yeah. So I threw it on there and I ran into a dilemma when I put it on my heli. I'm scrolling through my V-bar, looking at the apps and figure out, I don't have the YGE app on my V-bar. I'm like, shit. I'm like, fuck. Okay. I don't oh, have, no. I, I don't have the computer with the Mikado stuff on it. And savior yeah savior jimmy tate he's 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 one of my he's one of my brothers love him yeah and um he goes yo like come over here in my tractor i got i got a computer with all the stuff and everything i brought it with me i'm like sick I'm like perfect that's exactly what we need and he got it all loaded on there for me so i was able to do a complete setup on the v-bar because i really didn't feel like having to fuck with a yg setup on the computer I just wanted to do it for my radio yeah, to, dude, to that's try awesome. it and learn it. So got it downloaded, got it activated, everything. I was like, yes, Jimmy, you're the best. And got it all set up. And it was actually really, I was really impressed with it. So I'm, I'm mixing. I have a YGE linked up with an Xnova 4530 on the flash. It's an Xnova 4530 Lightning. and. Nice. That YGE had no issues spinning that at all. It like I landed and it was lukewarm, and I pulled 190 amps through a 135 and just Ooh, lukewarm. Nice. That yes, he's like, ah, okay, I'll be yeah. there for you. And it it didn't get hot, and I was like, damn, okay. So I walked up to Gucci and I was like, you know what? When we get home after spring fling, send me whatever, send me a, a, a message, whatever you want for it. I'll, I'm going to keep it. And he goes, perfect. I'll let you know. 
So nice for that's, sure, dude. That's cool. Yep. So that got all done, and then today was the day I was like, okay, I flew the flash a couple of times. I need to tune my gasser for the tuned pipe, and that's what took up most of the time on Saturday trying to get the tune real good. So went over across the road in spring fling i'm like doug you do you want to do you have time we'll tune the gasser after i got all that done he's like yeah let's go do it so we're tuning it and tuning it and keep tuning it and this thing is starting to make monster power monster flying real good fast it's on rails the it this i mean that heli that I that I have, the Spectre, it's it's actually really impressive doing hurricanes and literally just pushing the elevator and nothing else. Yeah, nice. It just slides right around it. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it flies really well. I was really impressed. So got that tune, got some flights on it, and was cranking. And now, this is another thing that I was actually really happy I got to see while I was there. Scott, I don't know if you got to see it. You might not have been known about it. But Doug Darby actually has the flight trainer he had. It got taken back to Florida. The flight trainer, oh. the Logo 200 from Mikado, he has the test one. I heard that, and I was supposed to play with it, and I forgot. So I got a chance to play with it. And it does exactly what they say it does. And it is super impressive. Nice. I was blown away. I was like, you know, Mikado claims it can do this, this, and this. And I was talking with Alex Dean, who, was, who knew how to use it. And he, got, and he turned at me. And I'm like, but, you know, that it sounds like too good to be true. And he looked at me. He goes, no, it is 100% legit. I'm like, really? Okay. Mm. He goes, and he goes, well, there's a bunch of kids out there. Let's go let them fly. And the wind picked up to like 10 miles an hour. And he got it off the pad and it was hovering over the pad. And dude, this heli did not move an inch with that wind Dang. over the pad. Not the at all. The heli's just like, nope. I was so impressed. I literally walked up to it and you could see the heli sitting sideways, just not moving, you know, a little tilted over to compensate for the wind. Uh -huh. yeah. I was like, holy crap. I'm already impressed by yeah. that right there. Yeah, that's cool. And he was taking us through the different modes of, of what it'll let you do and everything like that, of the flight style and the, bound, the boundary sizes. So it has preset boundary sizes, and then it has custom ones that you can do. So we just messed with the preset one. And let me tell you, if you know how to fly a helicopter, it is weird trying to fly that flight trainer. It yeah, is weird. Bet, huh? Yes. Because... When it gets so the entire takeoff and landing sequence is autonomous, it does it all. It you don't touch the sticks, and it gets about probably five to eight feet off the ground, and it just sits there and hovers. And you get a command on that basic V control that says, "All right, positive collective to signal you're ready to fly," and it gives the control to you. But huh. you you can't bank any more than like. 15 or 20 degrees it's nothing major you know yeah yeah can't and, get really out of control yep and you would run into the border it would take it from you 
and fly it back directly over the pad, sit there and hover again, and it would give you the command prompt again. Positive collective. What? Yes. Nice, dude. Yes. I. It was so legit. It wasn't even funny. Dude, these you hit kid, this invisible wall and it's just like, nope. Yep, let's go back. It, 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 nope. And then the other modes, there's one where it hits the wall. And so this is the most advanced one is it hits the wall. And it'll stay there and just restabilize itself and get back this, into an orientation and everything like that. And then it'll huh. be, and then it'll give it to you again. And it'll be. Did like, you fly right. that? I did not. My dad did. I I did not get the chance. I I looked at it. I'm like, well, you yeah. know, there was like ten kids behind us, and I was like, you know, yeah. I I would like to try it, but I already know how to fly. Right, right, right. And I got, and I understand how all that works, dude. These these kids. That's this is how cool. my, this is how good this thing worked kids that have never touched a helicopter were flying this logo 200 with Dang. this flight trainer they were flying it no help it doesn't the matter what's catching them and stuff the box was catching them bringing it right back giving them the command prompt and another oh. thing i was super impressed by is you know how kids are sometimes with even scott you may know if You've done a lot of buddy boxing. They love to jo jab the stick negative a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the Logo 200, if you jab the stick negative, it would, get it would get to about your height at your chest and say, nope, you're too low, and would take it back, bring it back up to elevation and right over the pad. So you could oh. not do that. It was so impressed. I was impressed. I was like, holy shit. Like, I actually think if you have a decent-sized club and you have the money and you do have a good standing in helicopters a lot of people fly as helicopters and are interested and you're getting people asking 100 percent worth for the trainer just to be like here try this see if you like it yeah or not. totally man as a club standard as a consumer like us it's still a lot yeah, of money man. to spend but for a club standard that sealed the deal for that heli like it is worth it for a club to spend that money 100% off of seeing it and actually using it myself. That's awesome. Or like a STEM program or something, or a club yes. could do that where they segue with a school and then bring that in there and show the kids. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, a consumer, it, it, you could still find it worth it because that radio that comes with the Logo 200 can be bound to a V-Bar Neo and used to fly your Neos. Yeah. You just are very limited on the options that you have to to mess with the neo basically on what the the radio's functionality like from the you'd have to plug yeah. into the computer to get the, the other shit yes basically or have a buddy that has an actual full blown v bar yeah control so but that was super cool after we did that I was like I'm going to go up to this front flight line where most of the people is and get a rip on the gasser and that was a lot of fun yeah, that's pretty cool. A lot of other I, people that they seemed like they liked it. What watching the, the gasser fly? Yeah, they seemed to like. like it. I mean, stuff. who does? That's cool. The thing with after you put a tuned pipe on your gasser is basically everyone watch because watches because you can't miss it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's 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 pretty apparent that you're flying a gasser with a tuned pipe on it. Yeah, it sounds like a dirt bike going back and forth. Yeah, kind of, kind of, and it's not quiet. It's not, like, super loud, like some people explain, in my opinion, but you know it's flying, for sure. It's louder than a nitro, right? Uh, I think with eh, the, 
I think with this newer pipe design, it's closer to the sound of a nitro. But yes, yeah, it's it a little more throaty. It was yes, definitely more throaty. So got a flight on that. I did fly my Oxy Five HF with getting some more time on that with the Evo on it. That flew good. Yeah. And then came after all that came the nighttime. Mm. And Saturday night was definitely no exception for spring fling. Let me yeah, tell you. Yeah. Pretty well, badass night, huh? It was. It, yes, it was a, a very badass night. So uh, I flew the gasser again at night and. It was, I think everyone enjoyed it. It was a pretty low flight. I heard a couple of woes and o's a couple of times, but that was a great flight. Mitch Morosa, holy shit. Holy fucking shit. He put down a flight that you were, you were like on, on like the skin of your pants the whole time, you know? Yeah, just hard all the way, huh? Oh, it was so hard, so fast, and so low. Those tail, the tail blades, anytime the tail came around was no more than, you know, an inch off the ground the whole time. It was so close. Man, nice. It, it was, it was insane. Jamie Robertson, Ben Storick, and Diego had a tandem with their S2s. That was very cool. Nick Maxwell, he did a flight with his, the, the, the Nitro. That was, he was also flying very hard. You could. Very low, very hard, very fast, very fast. Scott Graham did. Um, how am I some, supposed to explain some things? It was one battery pack, but multiple flights. <laughs> oh. yeah, <it's> good enough. <laughs> yeah. So it was one battery pack, and it was multiple. Yeah, I mean, one flight, multiple flights. I mean. It's hard to explain when you crash four times and then the fourth time is when it's finally toast. <laughs> Can't wait to hear him tell us about that. That's um, crazy. I was, I was honestly super surprised that the Kraken S even lasted that long. After I was very, I was like, after the second one, I'm like, it's done now. It has to be done. And you see him running out of the beads, putting it down on the ground, chuckling, ho, 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 and, fly, and taking off and flying again. And you're like, what? I mean, it's a 700. It can't take this abuse for that much longer. And then no. the third. <laughs> it's the Gooski 700. It's the, oh, it's the Gooski 700 <laughs> for sure. And then the third one happens. You're like, toast, done. And nope. And, nope. Then, the, and then the fourth one, Scott, just you can hear him turn around and go, it's a freaking free heli. Who gives a shit? And he destroys it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, Devin was going to go up at the same time, and I was going to go redo that last flight. And I'm like, just so you know, this is a freaking kill flight. Like, it's going in. Yeah. Like, be warned. <laughs> yeah, and when he said that, I'm like, I was going to fly with you. And I'm like, but if it's a kill no, flight, fuck that. I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go just fly with you, Scott. But you said that. I'm like, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. It was full aggression, no fucks. Yep. And I, oh my God. You did, I think you lost the tail or something, and you watched the heli just disintegrate in the air. It, it, yeah. it really, you watched the bottom, the battery go somewhere, the bottom half go somewhere, and the heli just kind of goes. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I should it, know better. It was so wild. Like it's been that quick. <laughs> yeah. 
it was it was so wild there was um it, it was just insane ben ben stork he even besides the s2 he flew the tron dynamic yep and that was dynamic. that he six six s seven hundred and the thing was nasty. Really, dang. Yes, I mean you, you Scott, you saw it. that that dynamic even on six s was a pretty nasty heli. Yeah, I forgot it was on six s with the way it was flying. Like he said it before, you know, he's like, not this thing. It's lightweight six s. This is low head speed, dude. Like halfway through the flight, it just felt like a normal seven hundred ripping. Like pff, it yeah, wasn't slow. Yeah, it was insane. I uh, did he fly his raw too? I think so, right? Or yeah, no? he did the blue one. Yeah, so he flew his raw. He laid down the flight with that as well. Um, and there was a lot of flights. Uh, I mean, they did. I think they did even a little competition, didn't they? Where they had a table with some prizes and we, uh, all the other pilots that I can't remember. Well, I yeah. think I think Val went out and put down a flight, and he took something from the table, and a, a bunch of the other kids and people. And then after after the table was emptied, is when like Ben, me, you, and Nick all came out and t- to do some flights. We wanted to let them fly first. Yeah, I guess instead of doing a raffle with like a bunch of people standing around board like we normally do, yeah, you know, where everyone's naming tickets for an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rules were line up for night flying and it's in first come first serve order you night fly you get to take something off the table yeah of your choice it was hey, just pretty that's cool pretty sweet. yeah yeah it's pretty sweet it, like scott said pretty sweet so all of the well the pro basically the pros that were there were all like all right every, all everyone go fly first if you're eyeing something on the table i mean obviously even if we fly we're not going to take it yeah so yeah. But we were like, just go fly and have your fun. And then at the end of it, when you're all tired, we'll go out and destroy our shit. <laughs> we'll put on the show. <laughs> yeah. Destroy our shit. It's, and Scott 100% fulfilled the, the deal of destroy your shit. He um, understood the mission, huh? He understood the mission. <laughs> really understood it. He, he fulfilled it to its full potential. Hell yeah. But <laughs> Saturday was an awesome day i mean even halfway through the day like the clouds went away and it got like actually what i consider hot yeah it got real hot yeah i had to put sunscreen on i i didn't i just let myself cook that <laughs> um i was like ah fuck it whatever and fuck um, it. yeah fuck it um and i let myself cook but it got real hot real and real nice and a lot of flying and one night flight that I did not talk about that 100%, Justin Cook on that, I think it's a raw three-blade 700, was so fucking insane. Yeah. Dude, I, I finally saw the RPM that they're running on that three-blade, 2450 on a three-blade 700. That's Ooh. Wild. It was but Honestly, I don't know if you agree, but I think his two-blade helicopter flight was more gnarly than the three-blade, because I feel like the three blade was trying so hard to be so nasty as far as head speed and, and ferocity. Uh, it lacked a little bit in the technical and close to the ground. Cause it also wasn't his helicopter too, right? Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't think it was his actually. Yeah. So he ripped a two blade around too. And fuck, that was a good flight. Yeah. The, the, the three blade was just so loud, dude. Cause of those, that three blade configuration with that head speed, you were like shit, but his two blade flight was gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, he did some of that crazy, weird 
pirouette loop funnel shit over over the top of our heads at one point i was like what even was that yep i remember <laughs> wild that. wild maneuver yep he's he's still insane like he's always been it, so. yeah he's always good at that weird shit like he started doing those <laughs> off-axis rolls early on yeah and it, it was awesome there were a lot of really good pilots flying at night that saturday night and just a lot of pilots overall yeah, was, a lot was, of really yeah. good pilots, and then me, and then and, and then, then Scott, there's Scott yeah. just fucking putting it in the beans over there. <laughs> Yay! I mean, I think I do Sherman Martin. I don't know if an, oh, yeah. anyone knows that. Everyone knows that name. I think from Facebook, he's he was big. He's he was out of it for a little bit. Personal stuff, not worth us. Um, but he came back for spring fling. And him and Jay Treadway did a did a tandem flight, and he absolutely planted that MJ line. Oh, I feel bad for him. Mm. It went it was in awesome seeing him though. It was awesome seeing him, and it went in under full power. And mm-hmm. he hit hold once it hit the ground, and he goes, "I don't care." It was awesome, and it was, it was super psyched to see Sherman. He was having a great time. He was so happy to see everyone because he hasn't seen us and. Probably a year or two now, right? Been a while. It's been yeah, a it's long been time. So that was awesome. I mean, there's there's there was a couple more things that happened. Uh, I think I didn't see it, but I saw the video on the front flight line, right in front of where my like trailer was. I think there was was it a tandem or a four or, or a trio or a four way? Scott, with what? Um, Jimmy Bullard. I think you. Kevin, was there somebody else? Oh no, that wasn't me. No, was that not you? I thought you were in that. Are we talking about the choppy chop? Yeah, I thought oh, you were. Shit, I was in that. Uh, <laughs> that yeah, was me. I was in that. I was. I walked up to it because I was like, "This is badass." Yes. And uh, my buddy Cliff Lewis was flying in it, but he was like way out of the mix, just like cruising around. Because I don't know if he didn't want his helicopter getting destroyed, or if he didn't want to hit someone else. So I walk up beside him. I'm like, come on, get in there. Get in there. Like, get, get going. And he's like, no, like, you want to do it? I was like, sure, give me the radio. So this dude just like levels out, unclips, and hands me the radio immediately. Like the fastest path <laughs> tranny I've ever seen. Yeah. And I was like, not even ready. I was like, oh shit, we're doing this. Okay. Then, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I grab that shit. I idle up three and I start ripping it in some hurricanes, doing some shit. And I do this like overspeed to a, to a little, you know, a half. Uh, figure eight thing and that shit stops like the blades stop start counting blades oh, i was no. like mother fucker <laughs> and then uh as soon as i basically write it off is gone that bitch quick spools but oh. by that time it's too late like it clips the tail on the ground because it quick spools and whips the tail and touches mm. the ground and <laughs> game over so i hit hold of that point and stuff it in because it started going towards the flight line area and i was like nope not happening that sucks um, yeah, it turns out it was double governed. So the EV, the Neo had governor on, Neo governor, and then the ESE had governor. So when I oversped it, it pulled back the throttle. The ESC went into like auto rotation mode while it was flying. Oh, and yeah. And then when it put the throttle back up, it did a quick spool, like mid flight, not expected. I was like, oh shit. So I crashed his helicopter that I just sold him. That sucks, dude. It was yeah. a free invention. But. Anyway, after that moment, I was no longer in this trayway or whatever, and then Devin can take on the next epic events that occurred. 
Yeah, so they were flawed. So what? It was Jimmy and Kevin that was left at that point, right? There was one more. I thought. Uh, was Tom Shin in there too? Yeah, Tom Shin was in it as well. I all think. right, so there was Tom Shin, there was Jimmy, and there was Kevin. Then they were all flying, and there were a lot of close calls, a lot. Yeah, and then Kevin. Yeah, Kevin starts doing a hur- I think hurricanes. It was in the video, and then Jimmy's doing Jimmy Bullard is doing some pirouetting stuff, and Kevin comes around, flattens out the heli, and right in the middle of like a pirouette, Jimmy's tail comes up, Kevin goes across, and cuts the end of the tail right off. Oh, no. <laughs> Just meow. Yep. And it, 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 like, it, was, it was like perfect timing, too. Like, it was the weirdest thing ever. You could watch it in the video. His tail comes right around into Kevin's heli. I was like, headbutts it right in the head. Right I was like, disc. what? I've never seen that before. And I don't, the Jimmy's heli goes off camera. I th- I'm pretty sure he gets it flat, but it ends up coming on its side and uh, over the other side of the dirt driveway entry area. And, um, and Kevin lands, I'm pretty sure he fucked up a blade, but it was insane. I had never hmm. seen, I've never seen that happen. Usually when helis collide, the, they collide. They're, they're like, rain yeah, apart. yeah, yeah, they're there. But he just managed to cut off the tail. And later I saw a picture of that tail case and it was destroyed. Dismangled, huh? Oh, yeah. It was insane. Probably got whacked like a baseball bat, just poof, just launched. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was the, all, all the aluminum in the tail case was all bent out and it was it's insane. Like a samurai sword. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I can't believe it cut the tail case in half. Yes. Like a one-piece machined aluminum tail case sliced in half. Yep. That's wild. Unbelievable. It was insane, but Saturday was the day at Spring Fling. Awesome time. I'm sure, Scott, you got some stuff that, on, that you did that I didn't see. Yeah, I mean, you covered a ton of it, but I mean, as far as, should I just go over like my Saturday for the things that were different? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. Trying to think what we did. So obviously I roll in late because sleeping in is awesome when you have a child. So I slept in again till like 11, rolled in around noon. I didn't fly shit all day until I crashed uh, Cliff's helicopter. So that was cool. That set the pace of the entire event. It was awesome. Saw that midair. I saw a bunch of really, really cool flying throughout the day. Trying to think if anything like crazy happened. Oh, I actually, oh. we should throw in one more thing for Saturday that yeah. was that we were not expecting. Yeah, you, you should know what it was. It was on. We posted it on Facebook. Oh, Dan K. Reed showed up. Yes, that motherfucker. Yeah. He did, that didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So that was cool seeing him. Definitely wasn't expected. I just saw him and and his lovely lady uh, hanging out by the flight line. I was like, ooh. Let's get a photo together and let's like, you know, grab Devin and make make like a good post about this. So that was super cool seeing him. Chatted for a little bit, yeah. tried to make sure that I didn't just disappear doing things like I normally do. Because <laughs> <laughs> I usually get like ADHD sidetracked at uh, at events like that. So tried to not do that. I don't know what else I really did after I cl- crashed Cliff's helicopter. I tried to avoid flying my own shit as much as possible because I really wanted a night fly. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that I was really responsible enough to to not do that, like to not put it in immediately. So just kind of hung out. And then sometime, I don't know, around like two or three o'clock, 
I set up at the back flight line in preparation for night flying. Because normally I set up at the front front flight line. And whenever nighttime hits, I'm running back and forth the parking lot, just charging batteries and stuff, and all my shit's a million miles away. So this time I was like, you know what? I'm pre-planning. I'm getting set up in the back by the lights. So yeah. I had a nice bench with my charger and my batteries, all that shit. Um, and when I was setting up, I ran across actually a listener named Raphael, who was super cool. Uh, he was talking about the show, talking about meeting all the podcast people, and he was super thrilled. He drove all the way from Houston, I believe it was, with his, with his wife. And they're both expecting, so congratulations. It's going to be a huge life change. Very exciting. I believe he said it was a boy. Uh, so that's fantastic news. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But it was really cool. It was awesome meeting a, a listener who actually enjoys the show. I thought we only had uh, one listener, so we officially have two. <laughs> there fantastic. Were, there were a couple other there, too, that they they saw me and grabbed me i i'm sorry i'm really bad with names we meet a lot of people in this hobby i remember faces i just <laughs> so i know i know you but like the name until like i see you a couple of times just doesn't stick yeah so i'm really sorry but there were three guys there they were just getting into helis one of them was a car guy oh and enzo yes yep and uh, the, that crew uh, so yeah. they met us and they said they listened really they 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 were loving it and they flew they actually flew the logo 200 no way yeah uh-huh. that's cool so that that was super awesome to to see even more listeners like i was i shouldn't say i was super surprised but uh, it was like i was like this is awesome like you know all these guys coming up and like they're like thank you and you know like i don't expect that at all to yeah, to to yeah. have that love. I mean, I know a lot of people know us, and they've seen us. We've been in me, especially me and Scott. We've been in it a long time, for a, a lot of years, consecutive years. Right, and we right. know we know a lot of people, and it was just super heartwarming. All the sweet words that we got from the listeners that were at Spring Fling. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, my biggest thing is putting names to Facebook accounts because some people don't use their profile picture. So, like, I can talk to someone constantly online for, like, you know, six months to a year, and I don't know what their faces really look like because their profile picture is a dog or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you meet them in real life, and, you know, they, they know who we are because I use my profile picture, so they know what I look like, but I don't know what they look like. Even though we're, like, decently close friends, I couldn't put a face to the conversation, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that that's always a struggle for me until people, like, you know, tell me who they are or whatever. Or we start talking about something and I'm like, oh yeah, this is that guy. And then I try and make a rental note between like your Facebook profile and then who you are in person. <laughs> it takes a little while sometimes, but damn. Does that mean there. you don't remember my name? I didn't know who you were from Jack Shit. Yeah. That I, me walked up and I was like, who is that fine gentleman? <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. And then you picked me up and I was like, oh shit. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That was hilarious. Anyway, Saturday. So I set up all my shit. We met the listener. Awesome. Cool. Then I got a little hungry. Started asking all my friends. I'm like, did you eat? Did you eat? Did you eat? Everybody already ate. Because I think I'm dumb. And I think they gave free lunch on Saturday. And I missed it all. I didn't get any. So I went to go get Indian food again. 
<laughs> You're I so mean a, to your asshole, dude. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I tried a different Indian joint, the the what like taste of life or something or the spice of life. I forget what it's called, but it wasn't as good as the first one. Uh it definitely did not compare. It it certainly earned its too fewer star rating. <laughs> so, you should have known better there. Yeah, should have known better. Yeah, that was funny. But I, I got, actually I actually missed lunch too. <laughs> I literally got back. I'm like, oh, they're serving lunch. And so I was like, no, we just closed it. I was like, shit. Damn, we should have gone together. Well, I, cause Jimmy Tate was like, oh, I want to go to Sheets and your dad asked Jimmy for Tate. stuff and, um, and everything. I'm like, yeah, let's go. What are we going to drive? And, and Jimmy's like, oh, well, we'll take my, my, my truck. I'm like, your truck? I'm like, didn't you drive your semi here? He's like, yeah, we'll just take the semi. I'm like, okay, let's go. So we hopped in the semi and went to Sheets, got food, and drove back. <laughs> oh my god, the most inefficient <laughs> form of transportation yep. there ever. And then he knows that me and my dad are looking at we want to go to a, a fifth wheel, and then we want to buy a semi so we can like drive to Rodeo and drive to West Coast events. That's our future plan. Holy shit. So when we pulled back in the driveway, he parked the truck and he got out of the seat. He goes, all right, you drive. I'm like, I, you're like, oh, um, okay. I'm not prepared for that at all. Um, he's like, oh, I'll show you and everything. And that was super cool. I was, I was like, oh, because he knows that we want to buy a semi and it was super cool to experience that and figure it out. So, but yes, it was like. We're driving something that gets like seven miles to the gallon best without a load on it. Super efficient. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was cool. Yeah, so I missed lunch too. So I got all fat and happy. I grabbed my giant Red Bull, headed back to the field. And I was stuffed for like the next hour and a half, maybe two. I was like regretting life choices. And I think really nothing major happened. I got a couple flights in here and there before the sun went down. Then they did the raffle, so I flew on the front flight line a little bit. That was fun. I uh, had some cool conversations with some friends. And then I actually had a really good flight on that back flight line during the raffles where I was doing, like, stupidity ridiculously low and, like, pyro TikToks, like, a foot off the ground. I was super <laughs> proud of that one. Still a little sloppy because I'm rusty, but as far as sloppy Scott, I was pretty proud of it. Yeah, you pulled it um, out. Yeah. And then... So after that, we did night flying, which we kind of talked about. I got the shit scared out of me from Nick Maxwell. That was wild. <laughs> I had to step back. I don't know why, but now, now whenever there's helicopters that get close, I used to be like, you know, if it hits me, it's going to suck, whatever. But, you know, I die doing what I love kind of thing. But now I'm like, I keep thinking of my kid and I'm like, I don't want to yeah. get like really injured and I can't do stuff with them anymore or whatever. Like. Yeah. And I, I obviously trust these pilots. Nick Maxwell, he's never going to make a mistake that's going to be detrimental like that. But I don't always trust equipment and stuff like that. Like, failures happen, radio lockout, whatever, wires desolder. I didn't want to get hit in the face with a 700, so I turned around and walked away. But the flight was epic. I was having the, the time of my life. I was laughing. I was, I was digging it. But I just couldn't stop thinking of, like, stuff I didn't want to think of, so I had to walk away. Um. Yeah. But other than that, I mean Devin covered most of it. It was it was a hoot, man. Yeah, Saturday man, like Saturday really made up for the entire rest of the week, honestly, in my book. Yeah, yeah. Like a slow start and then that pause from all the rain. 
and then everybody just can blast off basically all day Saturday. Yeah, sounds like a great time. It Hell was. yeah. That's pretty awesome, man. I'm glad you guys were able to get out there and get there together and that there were some listeners there and that there were a lot of pilots that just came out to fly together. And I'm super glad to hear that Dan was able to come out there. And as I said before, watching this whole thing vicariously through the interwebs to, to see him and you guys taking a picture together, he's standing up with his cane and stuff like that. Cause you know, we've talked about it before. Dan's talked about it on the show before about like, you know, Helly's is a hobby for him too. But there's there's a little bit more of a deeper kind of a thing there that that kind of helped bring him sort of back to life or back then, you know, and it's sort of doing that again, you know, and that's awesome. You know what I mean? And it's just so cool. I'm so glad, Dan, that you were able to get out there, that Elaine got you off your ass and you came out to Spring Fling and you got to see all the guys out there and uh, see some good heli flying in person. Uh, I don't know how long you stayed there, but the fact that you came there was that's epic, dude, considering, you know, you just had heart surgery. so. You know, can't wait to see you back on the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you guys had a good time. That sounds like it was great. Yeah, um, Rob, you should. I've never seen Scott move so fast when I told him that Dan was there. Oh yeah, he's like, what? Oh, what? <laughs> nice. Oh, <laughs> and, no. Yeah, and skipping like over people, like you could see people walking up to him, and he's like, no, 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 I gotta don't and, me first. And, yeah, if because Scott knows if he gets in a conversation with somebody, it could be like 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I felt bad, but it's true. Like, if you make a trip down the flight line, I don't know. I talk to everybody. I'm nice to everybody. And it's hard to make it down the flight line without sparking a conversation or going, oh, hey, like, you yeah. know, you're, you're here. Yeah. I have the same problem. The yeah. epic mingle. You're an epic mingler. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it was yep. super awesome to see Dan and Elaine. It was super awesome to talk to Elaine. It was just, it was just an awesome event. I mean, it was great. Sounds like a great way to put winter to bed. A good first, yeah. good, like, oh, fun yeah. fly where everybody comes around. There's been a few other ones this year, but this is the one that, we, that I get to hear you guys talk the most about. So, yay, Spring Fling. Fuck yeah. Yeah, we yeah. got to get you out to Spring Fling one year, Rob. It's worth yeah. it. I mean, yeah, it Scott, like did you time. hear the final pilot count of registered pilots? I don't know, dude, but I couldn't register till Saturday just because every time I tried to, they had gone and left. Yeah. Uh, I was pilot number 100. So he, wow. So Casey said that, that it was in between 110 and 120. That's awesome. Nice. That means there's 10 to 20 people lazier than I am. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were yeah. at the very end. You, you made yep. it in. Yep. Dude, I saw an aerial picture of that, and there was all, all kinds of tents and cars all over the place. It was, yeah, it was like a little mini Urcha, like a, a fourth of Urcha. Yeah, it was it's really one to go to for sure. Like, it's that. Mowdown's pretty chill. It's a little quieter. Um, but as far as, like, really big events that aren't Urcha, I mean, it's really that and Heli Extravaganza, I think, are the two top ones you want to make it to. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. I mean, when it comes to, like, East Coast, yeah. The East Coast status, yeah, that for sure. And like, uh, and Rob, if you want to see like pros too, like besides Urcha and some of the West Coast stuff, def Spring Fling is definitely the one where I've seen the most big names. Mm -hmm. I mean, Hell Extravaganza yeah. is a great one, but I think Spring Fling pulls more big names than Extravaganza did last year, didn't it? Yeah, it always does. It's the one that everyone wants to try and go to. That, yes. and I think, I want to say Winter Bash probably pulls a lot, too. 
Yeah. Just because it's kind of getting kind of cold in the U.S. and it's usually December in in Florida, and people just want to go get some nice weather and have a good time. Yes. So if if you have a ch- if you get that chance, Robin, you're you're like I really want to see a lot of the people I've heard about spring playing is the east yeah, one of the east coast events that's definitely on the list. That's got to go on my bucket list for next year. Yes, I'm trying to get out to West Coast this year. That I would love to. Yeah, me too. That I'm not trying cool. to. I'd love to, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I'm trying to, but I gotta I gotta see how it all winds yeah. up. Dang, this was a great ass show. And Scott, this river is wide as fuck, like the south end of the Mississippi. <laughs> Mississippi, the old Mississippi. <laughs> We're almost to the other shore. We should probably close this thing up, huh? Yeah, uh, let's yeah. do it. I mean, so uh, if we wanted to get in contact with you, uh, Devin, how would we do so? Shit, um, Devin <laughs> McClellan on Facebook or Devin at rchnv3.com. Very nice. If you want to get a hold of me, it's going to be scott at rchnv3.com. You can find me at Facebook at Scott Graham. Instagram, let's not go there. Or you can text me if you got my number. Those are probably the best ways to go about it. Rob. Oh, Scott. Uh, what are Scott we doing? D. How do we get um, a hold of you, sir? Well, um, if you want to get a hold of me, what you would have to do is first, um, you need to go... To your nearest like Wawa or 7-Eleven or Holiday or wherever gas station is near where you live. Wawa! <laughs> and you need to buy a couple of um, party size bags of Skittles, right? And, <laughs> and then you have to get an Uber and get the Uber to drive you to Scott's house because you don't want to be driving because while you're being transited over to Scott's house, you need to sort all the Skittles and get all the green ones out. Um, that way, when you get to Scott's house, you can um, lay his hammock out and put all the green ones out in the shape of your question and then get it wet however you feel like getting it wet with his hose or your hose or whatever. And then when he comes to use his hammock again, uh, to ha- take a nap in his hammock because he likes to use it so much, he'll end up seeing this green message um, that's your question to me. And after he's upset that I made you ruin his hammock, he'll maybe give me the question and I'll answer it for you. Um, but if you like don't like Skittles, you, maybe you're diabetic and you got to stay away, um, or you... Uh, don't you know you don't want to take an uber a few hundred miles to a thousand miles to find scott's house (laughs) then just email me instead at rob at rchnv3.com hit me up on facebook at nextgenrcfb or uh, instagram at nextgenrc or youtube.com slash nextgenrc nice and on that note it's been a pleasure you guys have a good night this is rchnv3 signing off Signing off. It's a V3. It's a spring. And the crash must be. Oh, flung down with the spring flungs. Bing bang. Oh, I have to stop it. Okay.
cue the audio of the British prick. <laughs> that was I, I, Nick. Go with that one. Go with that one. <laughs> Don't you dare edit that out. Just that's where you start the news right there. Let us oh, all do our stupid shit. I want. I want that. That was perfect, Scott. <laughs> We're gonna end the news too, so we can go like. Damn, that was a lot of words from a fucking wanker. <laughs> oh fuck yes, <laughs> Jesus. The, the bloody French Canadians and their crazy news about. Oh come on, there's hobby. no way you can't. There's no way that he thinks he can't show up, and we are. We're definitely doing the news like that. That's it, yeah. Rob. We need your support too. Yeah. Who's who's French Canadian? Yeah. Uh, who the fuck is French Canadian? He's English. It's close enough. Oh my god, same part of the world, right? <laughs> I yeah. Mean, I mean, I guess territory is territory. You may got you got a point, but a, like, UK what do you mean New England is not England? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's Scottish. Wait. Yeah. Yes. No. 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 Is it? Uh, what What are we talking about cake? now? We're we're talking about our lack of uh, geographic geographic. What part of the? I don't even know what part of the world Trump. he's talking about. I'm such an idiot that I almost said geometric knowledge, and I was like, nope, nope, that's not right. <laughs> and they let and us. And I was like, geology. No, like, nope, not geology. And then I was like, geography. That's the geography, one. Geography. Yeah, that's Thank it. Thank God I didn't say grammar. Geography. Oh fuck! Well, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I don't even, like, I'm really confused now what Rob is trying to, like, talk about because he's explained Canada, then he went somewhere on the other side of the fucking world. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? The Bolsheviks from Spain. Yeah, we're so oh, bad Jesus. at this. This is all getting edited out, thank God. Yeah. <laughs>